0: America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world, the land of new frontiers, new
1: opportunities.
0: Hey, we Spartans descended from Hercules himself. Taught never to retreat, never to surrender. Taught that death in the battlefield is the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. Spartans, the finest soldiers the world has ever known.
1: Good evening. This is Tank Riot, brought to you from tropical Madison, Wisconsin. I am Sputnik. With me, as always, is Victor. Privet. And, of course, Tor. Hello. Tonight, we will be talking about the movie the 300 and frank miller spartan society and um, just a variety of things. Victor, would you like to start us off with a review of the 300 which we saw last weekend?
0: Well, we're all wearing tunics and speedos right now. That's right we are. Yeah, we're in a we're in a phalanx position. And but in a very manly way. <laughs> oh, very <Yeah>. very very. <laughs> yeah yeah we all we all saw the film i mean what did you guys think of it i thought it was a fairly good movie it it was yeah. a fun
1: fun
2: film it was it was Definitely. a
1: very good film although I would have to say that it's it's one of those movies that the reaction of the audience is actually as interesting as the film itself because I'd have to say that the demographics seemed to be eighteen and younger males right and right. it seemed to really whip them to a frenzy <laughs> yeah <laughs> certain
0: scenes there were a lot I'm of just... there were there were a lot of parts uh. of the film that were really historically accurate to the graphic novel. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. and that, that's my main point about the movie: is that it was very historically accurate yeah. to the graphic novel. <laughs> Screw the uh-huh. yeah. Frank Miller yeah. did the real history. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know that this is what this movie yeah. is: is an adaptation, and and the graphic novel was written because Frank Miller loved the story of the 300 spartans right and therefore the movie shows what frank miller saw in that story was a great tragic heroic story and it was done f- pretty much frame for frame on the screen exactly like i read the mm-hmm. five series um you know frank miller lynn varley uh graphic right. novel or series of uh stories they're divorcing you know i know i know i'm, I'm sad i'm sad <laughs> i like her coloring. <laughs> So, but, so you're a tracer? Is that yeah, it? You're you're a tracer. I'm a color. Um, but but I thought it was a very great uh, adaptation. And anyone who says that that it has to be historically accurate is uh, not looking at it for for what the movie really is, which is a lot of testosterone fueled fun and excitement. But there were some things that we all left the theater kind of questioning afterwards, and that was some of the whole rhetoric that that we yes. heard about and, and you know some of the 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 gorgo the wife of uh, leonidas who showed up mm-hmm. um we heard her and that whole side story was completely new and added to the story but we heard her talking about and and damn if she didn't say exactly the words Freedom isn't free. That's right. And What I got, would you do? I, I felt a little <laughs> chill that there maybe there'd be some country music, you know, in Sparta.
2: I tore did did not read the graphic novel. That that line was not in the graphic novel. No, no, I no, it. No, it was, it was not. What? The graphic novel uh, was actually um,
1: not a lot of dialogue. Really, it was a very moody piece, uh, very
0: you know, uh, emotion evoking. Yeah, it had all my uh-huh. favorite. Um, grandiose, you know, kind of bad Shakespeare uh, lines that I loved yes. I mean, and every one of those grandiose lines was repeated in the film And I loved it That's you right You know, like, tonight we dine in hell You know, those yes. kind of statements were The
1: arrows will block out the sun, then we shall fight in the shade <laughs> We fight in the shade <laughs> <laughs> oh, Manly laughter, peals of it oh, I, I loved it, I mean, that was, I so, did too.
0: that was so testosterone I just loved it, I oh, thought yeah. it was great Threaten my people with slavery and death. This is madness. Madness.
2: This is Sparta.
0: You know, every time in in hearing him actually pull off. Those lines. I mean, kudos to those actors because oh, I this is some dialogue that you you just can't just walk around the street and, oh, and, yeah. and say yeah, an everyday <laughs> conversation wearing yeah. nothing but a He's leather thong my for tonight yeah. we dine in hell <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then say it so like everyone's really creeped out. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: well, it was well done that way. I think
1: that uh, what Frank Miller he saw the the 1962 the 300 Spartans movie with Richard Egan, which I Sputnik saw just this weekend. That is amazing. I saw bits and pieces of it over the years, but I finally sat down and I watched the whole thing, and it it was very spaghetti western like, mm-hmm. and I don't think they spent a lot of money on it, but it you know was still a, a reasonable film, and you could see how he took pieces of that and you know did the Frank Miller treatment to really make it you know kind of dark and very uh, intense and really kind of focus it. Uh, And then uh, the the History Channel had a a, a documentary, which was more or less like one long commercial for
0: the 300. I love how the History Channel does that. Wow, someone's made a movie about Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we should totally cover that part of Hitler's life. (laughs) Let's have another Hitler marathon. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They must have like a Hitler vault. You know, they just go to, wow, someone's doing something about young Hitler. Let's grab the young Hitler volume (laughs) 14. My favorite recent Hitler documentary was "Hi
2: Hitler" about his drug use. I just thought, "Oh my god, you are
1: so scraping the bottom." That's of the awesome.
2: <laughs> well, you, you know, and they run a Baba black sheep every now and then. So, oh, that's totally fine. They can run that forever, right? Because we all know that's exactly historically
0: accurate. Absolutely, absolutely. That rocks. Yeah, <laughs> but that was another point where I had to laugh when there was the big giant blob of a monster guy with machetes for arms you oh know, my attacking, god. attacking the 300. I was like, wow. Someone thought of that in production. I don't know to- what meeting they had to have to come up with that guy, but it was awesome. Well, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, hopefully there won't be any spoilers in this or anything, but it's it's interesting in that um, in the 1962 movie, the, the 300 Spartans, there was a traitor, but not, not really at all like the Frank Miller version. And the Frank uh, Miller version, he's this, like, deformed monster right you know which is almost kind of like saying well you know to be a traitor you have to be this kind of deformed thing or whatever and there seem to be they seem to be really heavy on freaks right in in this movie in the movie was the graphic novel the same or no well i mean for for the guy that turned out to be a a traitor though i don't know that he truly was really
0: yeah they don't you don't really know but you know that he lived past the battle and and he went and lived in or with Persia, and he survived for quite a while. His name translates into the word nightmare. It's right. kind of like a uh, traitor. You know, it's one of those words synonymous exactly. in the Greek culture for being a traitor. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a bounty put on his head, and he did actually live for a long period of time, and then eventually uh, died a number number of years later in an unrelated event but it's kind of you know it's all sketchy because it happened so long ago that's right um but i i do believe there was that figure historically
1: well yeah but i mean the whole the whole thing about and again if if we haven't mentioned this this is um a representation of the real historical battle of thermopylae which took place in uh 480 bc yeah 480 yeah yeah around
0: 480 in in thermopylae Mm -hmm. uh and and it is a fascinating military history and i think it's in all the All the books, you know, basically everyone talks about this battle. And and that was one of the reasons why I thought it was a really great subject. You know, when I first heard of the graphic novel being written, I thought, well, this is just crazy. And then you start reading more about it and you realize, yes, it actually is just crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of really is. (laughs) It's really just that.
2: And it's a really interesting historical period because you have to remember, this is, you know, over 400 years before Christianity, right? well before Islam. Yet it's mm-hmm. a very, uh, you know, this is a, a sophisticated civili- civilization, both the Spartans and the Persians. And, you know, it's adv- an, an advanced society, even though it's, you know, back in B.C.
1: Well, um, but that brings up an, an interesting point, though, Tor, is that historically the Spartans were not very advanced um, for for the rest of Greek culture. See, this is where it's kind of unusual. And this is, this is where I yeah. think Frank Miller kind of really breaks from see and this is what i was, and and in fact um both of you mentioned this before we started watching the film was that um i wonder if this will have kind of a recruiting poster feel to it mm, yeah. and and it's interesting because frank miller wrote this long before 2001 well, you know at least a few years before 2001 and our current rather militaristic spartan stand in the world and um at the time when I read it, I just thought, oh, this is, you know, classic Frank Miller, interesting take on a, you know, kind of little known historical incident and so forth. But the fact that it got green lighted and it comes out now, again, you you just, you gotta think. Right. Yeah. Is <laughs> this <laughs> the new Top years? Gun of, you know, the 21st century? Well, the,
0: film was, the film was backed by AOL Time Warner, which isn't exactly in the back pocket of George Bush. I mean, if it came well, from Fox or News Corp. How many Corp- years
1: in production was it?
0: I don't know exactly. I mean, it's kind
1: of weird because yeah, th- th- it just got green-lighted. Right. It, yeah, it does right. take
0: a while to... Uh, you but know. but Sin City it, just made a mint a couple of years ago, so... No, that's true, too. I yeah. mean,
1: really, you could probably just say that this is, is Hollywood once again cashing in on good graphic novels because, let's face it, they haven't had an original idea in about 30 years. Well, well, and so.
0: comic books are actually bringing in a lot of money in the yes, box office. Yes, they are. It's yes, a dream are. for people like me who actually read them in their youth... And are getting to see yeah. them in movie form. It's something I always wanted to see as a child, That's true. and now as a grown-up, I want to see them all. <laughs> no, oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to make a movie about Power Man and Iron Fist. I'd probably go check it out. Oh, as man. a matter of fact, if you got Samuel L. Jackson involved, I definitely <laughs> oh, check it out. <laughs> oh, oh, God! I just, I got to chill. I mean, there are chains involved, right? Oh God, no! <laughs> so, so it's very fun for me to see these movies like show up. Uh, That's true. Sometimes out of the blue, and 300 kind of came out. That came out pretty quick because this is a fairly recent uh, series of uh, comic books. Uh, Was it in the late 90s? Yeah, I mean, w- but when you think of Spider-Man and the yeah. X-Men, oh and, yeah, mean, some oh, of those gestations—they've yeah. been waiting to be made into films. Yeah, for you're right. Years I'm, I'm
1: probably getting way too, you know, JFK conspiratorial <laughs> <Yeah>. on that. <laughs> but well, here's here's another, um, and there's so many manly sayings. So many. Great saints in this. But here's one from from actual history. An anecdote has it that when Philip II of Macedonia sent a message to Sparta saying, if I enter Laconia, which was actually the real name in Greek of Sparta was Laconia. And from that comes the term laconic or laconic wit, meaning kind of terse Mm -hmm. and harsh and right to the point. And said, "If I enter Laconia, I will leave Sparta. I will level Sparta to the ground." The Spartans responded with a single terse reply: "If." (laughs)
0: Ooh, badass! That's
2: right up there with nuts.
1: You know it really kind of is.
2: Uh Um, But they, there's even
1: better. Yeah, that's right. Their society itself was—it was interesting—is that they—they were a group of people. They lived in, um, you know, the southern part of Greece in very mountainous very hilly region and they had an almost they were a culture that was seen as being a doric greek which is to say that it came from probably the island of crete and they had been invaded and really kind of humiliated by this other group and ever since then they just had this incredible drive to be the most, so you know, the most uh, professional soldiers they could be. So their whole society is built on on physical preparedness and so forth. And then, so so getting back to what you were saying before, Tor, is that their uh, society actually was very bizarre in terms. In, in the movie, yeah. th- they make you think that their homes are all built of stone and actually looking quite nice and that they had this um, kind of like a parliament or Senate or whatever uh-huh. but in fact they didn't they had uh, their homes were like largely just like thatched huts you know because they just put no effort into anything other than military training and preparedness uh-huh. and um,
2: which that ought to be a lesson for you
1: bingo yeah and then also too their, um, a form of government was this weird mixture of of um, uh, of a theocracy and and uh, a monarchy. In fact, they had two kings, and that was all through their history. The, the, huh. Around the period of uh, well, the fifth century, which when the Battle of Thermopylae took place, that was really their golden age. But they really kind of uh, plummeted after that. Though they were always around. In fact, when the Romans took them over. Tourists would go to Sparta just to watch him go through all this stuff because
0: they thought these guys, you got to see this.
1: <laughs> Look, they're gonna kick his ass just to prove a point.
0: <laughs> so, so how how historically accurate
1: were the Ephers? Very accurate because that was another element to it too. Is that and they they almost kind of played into it in the movie as well is that that Leonidas has to go and speak to the ephors to get permission to go mm-hmm. to war and that's why I only had 300 because that was his personal bodyguard right and actually the spartans did not take place uh take part in the battle of marathon uh, before that, for the same reason, was that there was—we have a festival. They, they have this insane set of laws. It's Cranberry like, Festival. Even, even, we can't
0: <laughs> party now. <laughs> no. Why, that would
1: be wrong. The gods would forbid it. So, like, even the length of a man's hair or the color of his toga was, was regulated by law. So when they go on about Spartan law yeah. and freedom—
0: Lot a lot,
1: not a lot of freedom.
0: Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Uh, that's what I kept. It kept it recurring to me as I'm watching the movie with all the freedom, freedom, freedom. I'm like, you, you're Spartans. Why are you all espousing freedom? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not exactly part of your culture. And, the, when and, you're seven years old, you're sent off to to learn the ways of the warrior and taken away from your mother. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, and they, they did free have to,
2: slaves too. Yeah, weren't the one? They were well, called helots. 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 Yeah. Helots. yeah. Okay.
1: So, and that was part of it. You had to. Uh, which they made mention of, is that as an adolescent, before you could be considered... You actually were not a citizen of Sparta until you were 30 years old. Yeah. You didn't. You could be married and have kids, but you didn't actually live with your family until you were 30. Yeah. Wow. And
0: I don't think... I, <laughs> I don't think that uh, in the original comic book there was the same rhetoric about freedom and about society. No, there was society. not. I, I think it was a very terse. You know, Frank Miller is a great visual artist and he does a really great job with that and, and even with the iconic sayings he's very good with very short material where where he doesn't have to be very verbose about about right. things and, and that that serves him really well and in the 300 books you you got that feeling that there was a flow to the visual mm-hmm. and it just went right into the battle scenes and everything and you didn't get this Uh, propaganda that you saw in the movie that's right yeah Yeah. and i have to think that that's got to be some kind of production choice that in order to sell this film to an american populace
2: we've got to make this somehow appealing to the
0: american freedom and democracy on the march we're gonna save the world (laughs) blah 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 yeah they had to make they had to make it black and white yeah yeah Yeah, but but, but here's what i have to say How can you really decide that Spartans would be America and Persians would be Iran or whatever? I almost think the way the film is framed, it could be the other way around, where the decadent West comes in to attack the very Spartan people with nothing but shields and are repulsed by an army of 300, which is pretty much what happens. Could well be. You know, with the terrorists in Iraq. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're not exactly, Mm -hmm. you know, know, great people over there, but... uh, (laughs) You know, you you get that sense that uh, that that you could be on either side of the plate. But that's true. If George Bush is Leonidas, if if you want to look at it oh that God, way, God, now there's a stretch. Then the Evers would have to be Carl Rove, Dick Cheney, <laughs> and, you know, all the other and disease, the whole EHA game. the whole disease yeah. inbred. I will not of... take an oath, <laughs> Alberto. You will, will not talk to me under oath. I will not say it in a boat. I but will not say it in money. front of a goat. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know which one bodes better for the Republican neocon I leaders. Know. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I didn't like that it it seemed to paint a American, you know, counterpart to what was really an right. ancient battle with ancient consequences, and it was told through a narrative lens that that made the Spartans look better because that's who the narrator was. You know, Demius right. is you know the one guy who wasn't mm-hmm. who didn't die in the battle, who's rousing up the other people for battle the next time about great Sparta and great King Leonidas and getting them all revved up to, to go kill some Persians or, And, and, and,
2: and it's a war story he's telling, yeah which I think in the tradition of good stories around the campfire, tends to get stretched a bit
0: well and that's that's uh, why you know yeah. i was laughing well that's not really historically accurate the blob man with the with the claw arms or what, you yeah know? that's yeah uh, uh, you know, all that stuff i was laughing about <laughs> it and freaks. I, was like, <laughs> I was like well obviously this is just you know yeah it's it's been passed it's the, generation the, by generation and it's just you want st- to
2: stay in the story you can say it's the storyteller's yeah. interpretation well, yeah. the Spartans oh.
0: had no kind of
1: written history, but but I would so, be I mean, interested. Everything was an oral tradition that was memorized.
2: Yeah.
0: So I like this very much, but it made me wonder. Wow, I wonder what a really historically accurate version of the Battle of Thermopylae would would have looked like. And did you get that at all out of the three hundred Spartans? Did you get that feeling from that original film at all, or not?
1: Well, um, you know, it it was not unlike. I mean, I, I think Frank Miller actually lifted quite a bit from from the movie in terms of kind of the feel of it and in, in terms of that there was just so many Persians and when they would use the arrows. Although it was interesting in the 300 Spartans, the 1962 movie, they used the arrows to finish them off, which Frank Miller did too. Right. But he used it all kind of through, whereas this was kind of, you know, heads, head to head all the way through. Interesting side point, though, is that um, in the graphic novels, as opposed to the movie... Uh, either the 1962 or the the 300. There's a scene in there where um, Leonidas is going to say, well, you know, essentially, we're not going home, boys. We're going to stick this out, and we're going to basically just die right here. And uh, one of th- one of his soldiers says, uh, you know, we're with you, Leonidas, uh, until the death. And in the next panel, he said, of course you are, boy. This is an Athens, <laughs> you know? And... <laughs> And that just was like an inter. Just that one panel really kind of shows the difference. There is that, mm-hmm. yeah. There would have been no. This isn't up for debate. There is no. Yeah, right. You you couldn't leave. I mean, it was everything was done by law, and you, so literally they would just beat you from the time you were about seven years old on until you became like an adolescent death thug and and killed
2: some slave just because in a way it's almost like a drug gang might be today.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah, like a boy yeah. soldier in Africa.
2: Yeah. You know, a
1: child soldier. Yeah.
0: I did think he did a good job of demonstrating the phalanx and and how the That's true. the Greeks fought in a different way than the Persians fought and that was how they managed to hold, you know, so few men, so many men. Mm. I mean, in the original, I mean, in the original battle of Thermopylae, I mean, it's very hard to tell the size of the armies, you know, total, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I looked on Wikipedia and, you know, you look at the size of the Persian army that they're guessing. They think the Persian army was around, you know, 500,000 fleet crew, 1,700,000 infantry, 80,000 cavalry, 20,000 Arabs and Libyans, and 325,000 or so uh, Greek troops with a total of 2,641,000 troops. And then with the Greek army... You had 300 Spartans basically leading the charge Mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, various groups that led up to somewhere around 5,000 to 7,000 total armies. So there were, and this was kind of glossed over in the film, but not so much in the graphic novel. You know, there were around 7,000 people in the beginning that thought that, you know, with this pass, the hot Mm -hmm. gates, they would have a chance to hold off this massive army and stop them, you know, cold. That's right. And it was only the Spartans that decided to really stay to the very end and, you know, and die there.
1: Well, there, it's interesting though in in both the history channel um the last stand of the of the 300 and in the uh, 1962 uh, movie, they make more of a point of mentioning that yes, while this stand was done by the Spartans and they were, you know, probably without question the best land soldiers, that it was really the Athenian king mm-hmm. and his navy that held the Persians off in kind of like right. their own naval hot gates.
0: And wasn't there a debate uh. that, that this King Leonidas wasn't just sent there you know, to, to save the homeland but to delay the Persian army so that the naval battle could yes. get more of a footing? Yes. And that was totally ignored. I mean, because it was yeah. a sacrifice. I mean, they could have embellished on that and made it— right made it more clear that no it's not just a stand for god and country or whatever it's a stand to hold off so right. that our navy our navy could get a better footing
1: so it was actually you know in the in the movie they kind of make you think that well i'm i just kind of got it in my head i'm going to go out to this hot gates and i'm just going to hold these yeah. people off and have this big last
0: stand yeah it's so manly it is very I'm manly i'm going for a walk yeah oh, boom, boom. maybe north boom. <laughs> boom.
1: <laughs> 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 but but instead they uh it was it was this athenian king who and and the cooperation between the two city states was was no minor miracle because they hated one another. in fact, after this, Sparta conquered Athens and became a big naval power in and of itself. But then, like I say, they just kind of spiraled in after that, mainly because of their just crushing laws and the fact that you know they have no music, they have no literature, they have no real commerce, they just train for battle all the time. And finally, um, in fact, uh, with archaeologists, when they find uh, skeletons from that period of time, they have a very difficult time determining if they're male or female, yeah, because the oh. physical training is so close. So, huh? And, and they say they, everything is an oral tradition. They wrote nothing down. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, they're they're one. Of the, they're like the Philistines, you know. They're they're this. Group that had this historical impact, but then just kind of flittered away from from history because of various reasons. Like they just didn't really think anything, any intellectual uh, pursuit was really worth doing.
0: So, no, if I, remember, I like beer, yeah, <laughs> I like pornography. <laughs> if I hearken Sorry, back, I, to I my, always think of idiocracy every chance <laughs> I get.
2: If I think back to my high school history class, uh, that that. We studied Sparta back then, and and the one thing uh, I recall is that they grew their hair really long so that they could kind of curl it up underneath their helmet to use it as padding. Yes. Yeah. And, and often they fought naked. They did fight naked. <laughs> Just to kind of freak
1: out the other side. <laughs> and they were the first to do the naked Olympics, and they put oil all over themselves, not because it helped anything but just because they thought it looked really cool. <laughs> no seriously, I'm not making that up. I mean it had no real point to yeah, it right. other than I also
0: heard a couple of stories too about Xerxes being totally appalled and and you know just curious about this culture where they were seen grooming themselves, yeah, grooming their hair, combing their hair, their hair, out combing to their hair and, and you know, and you know, putting things in their hair. And he's like, "What are they doing? You know, well, preparing to die because they want to look good <laughs> after <laughs> they die." You know, and then also when when he when he defeated the three hundred, uh, the question was, well, why weren't there more Spartans? There are more Spartans in the army, right. and, and he was told that well, there's a festival they have to compete in, kind of the Olympics. And he's like, well. What is the prize of this you know grand event? Well, it's an olive wreath, and I guess you know laughter because <laughs> <laughs> laughter ensued. Who am I? Who am I fighting here? <laughs> People just don't make any sense at all
1: well and, the, and the, you know yeah. part of it was is that you could only be Spartan by blood, mm-hmm. so I mean it's not like you could marry into a Spartan family or anything, so obviously war after war after war. <laughs> There ain't too many Spartans. And that's though.
2: they did actually cover that in the movie where there was the one... Uh, Leonidas yeah. said, we need sons. What can sons. we do? Aramor that's right. Sons. And in
1: yeah. fact, they did kind of a a, a wife-swapping thing, too. Is uh, your, your Spartan women had a very unique place in Greek culture. I mean, I'm sorry, within Sparta and in and, and Greek culture as a whole because women were not held in very high regard in, in Greek culture. But in, in Sparta... They were pretty much equal, and in fact, I mean, they owned property, and um, all these other things, and in fact, um, would take other lovers and become pregnant by other men to mm-hmm. just keep the army going, to keep the state going. Everything is done for the sake of the state, you know, and that's why they make that point about the the shield has to cover from neck to to um, ankle, that it's it's not if because if There's that saying, if you know, uh, with it or on it. You know, come home with your shield or on on it. it. Mm -hmm. Because if you come home without your shield, then that could be seen as cowardice or whatever, and and then you you
0: ran away. You know, there was a member of the battle who, you know, that wasn't mentioned in the graphic novel, who actually survived the battle because he was injured so badly that when they were finally all killed, he wasn't able to fight in that battle. So when he finally got back to the battlefield everyone was dead already, so he went back to Sparta and was seen as a pariah because he was a coward and eventually, right. I, th- I think, hanged himself or killed himself because he was too, you know, ashamed at not having died in battle. That's right.
1: Yeah. And But what's weird is yeah. that you could come home without your sword or your chest plate or anything like that, and you didn't have the same stigma. And there, again, is that whole concept of the state is that your shield... It's not about an individual soldier. Mm-hmm. You are not an army of one in Sparta. <laughs> you know, you're, you're holding up this shield so that you can protect your
2: other Spartans. The guy next to you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the whole thing is just... These guys make Klingons look like softies. They
1: really do. They really <laughs> yeah. do. I mean, the closest um, culture that I could really find an equivalent for would maybe have been the Third Reich. You know, in in the in the 30s and 40s and so forth, in the way that they just had this whole martial outlook. Well, of I got to
0: tell you, you know, in uh in the movie I forget the name of it, but the Jake Gyllenhaal movie about Iraq. Oh, Jarhead. Jarhead. In Jarhead, they got the troops all crazy to go kill people mm. by watching Apocalypse Now. You know, in the That's Beach true. Landing, the Flight of the Valkyrie, all that. I gotta well, say, 300 is gonna take the place of those kind yeah. of films as the latest military film to get get army soldiers all revved up to kill people.
1: It it did seem to have that effect on the younger male
0: audience. And too. maybe I'm a yeah. younger male, but yeah. I wanted to just go stab people <laughs> randomly. No, not really. But but I, I I'd have a this slow was, motion spurting this every was time a day. I loved how, yeah, someone gets stabbed, not only would it spurt, but it'd be three D. It'd go flying in all directions and <laughs> yeah. and then decapitation and everything. And you know the way they broke ranks was totally, everything was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. You know, the Spartans wouldn't have actually fought the way you saw them fight because they would have been killed immediately, right. you know, by the thousands and thousands of other people around. But, uh, you know, they would have stayed in a phalanx and, and been yes. very systematic. It would have been their, very tight.
1: Very tight. In the, in the 1962 movie, mm-hmm. they totally didn't, they were not in a phalanx, I don't think ever. <laughs> it was There's just running around like, chopping, manly saying, manly
0: <laughs> laughter, rushing forward. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what, guys. I don't know. Yeah, but some people have complained about, oh, I just got bored yeah. from all the killing. Well, that's the point of this movie, and that's the point of the story. That battle went on for several days, and and those right. three hundred plus the you know five thousand or whatever that helped them, they kept fighting. And and I think that yeah. if your movie is to honor battle and and be a movie about that kind of battle, then yeah, you might get a little bored Wah. Yeah. watching people <laughs> battle. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It's They're making battling. me uncomfortable. Know. Uh, that's why I don't like those complaints. You went to see a movie called 300, about 300 Spartans who fought you know, 2 million or whatever. Oh for, yeah, you know, that's
2: what the movie's about. Yeah,
0: uh, don't go watch that. I mean, I think yeah. there's another... Who's that guy from Scrubs? <laughs> I'm sure you can find oh, a soft romantic so, comedy Zach um, Brath. with Zach Braff yeah. in it if you really want to. <laughs> but, you don't have to see 300 yeah. and the multiple decapitations of men with claw arms. You you know. Know, going back to
2: riling up the forces, though, and people getting really excited about this movie, I did read some comments on the internet that... Apparently, there are some people that are just like, you know, three hundred greatest movie ever changed my life. Oh no, you know, oh, kind wow. of thing. like they're really <laughs> getting into this a little bit too much yeah. and uh, uh, so, so so
1: I'm thinking that you can either yeah. like a join the military, B, lift a lot of weight C, serious manscaping.
0: I would tell you that uh, <laughs> on YouTube, there's a video of the training that the guys went through to to get that physique. Everyone was pretty buff. We- you would yeah, not believe what they went through. This is like
2: through. a Mr. Universe,
0: yeah. Cast. Yeah,
2: everyone had a six-pack. Yeah. In everyone, the video, there's yeah. video
0: of them with a giant tire, and individually, they'd have to flip the tire, hop through it, run around behind it, flip the tire, hop through it, run around behind it, flip the tire. I mean, they were working very, very hard to oh. just get themselves so crazy fit to to do that. And then, of course, on top of that, I'm sure there's. You know, brushwork and artwork that they did on top of it—digital enhancement. There yeah, was manscaping. Digital, there was total manscaping. manscaping. But those guys had to get buff for that film, and that YouTube video was just crazy to watch. The drills they had them oh. do, and they were doing specific things to get their their blood into their legs. So then they'd work their arms and back and forth, and do all kinds of stuff to just really stress their bodies oh, out yeah. to to gain the muscle mass. So check that out on YouTube if you if you can. It was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. I, but, you know, all in all, i I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I it's the thing is is that Frank Miller, and I love a lot of the titles mm-hmm. that he's done.
0: But, you know, he's got kind of a kind of a fascist streak to him. well, let's say let's say this about him. He, you know, he he's he's an American. He's, you know, born in fifty seven, raised mm-hmm. American. Um, I first was introduced to him during the Daredevil drawing when he yeah. was working on Daredevil. And then, he exploded with the Dark Knight Returns. See,
1: I, I first saw him with Dark Knight Returns. I, I did not uh, see, see the Daredevil at all Daredevil later had, on.
0: Daredevil, I mean, it, it was like in the 180s or something, but Daredevil, he took over drawing Daredevil, and you could tell it was raining all the time. The the <laughs> rooftops were fucking exquisite. I mean, sure. he was an artist that would give this level of realism to a comic book about a second-rate hero like Daredevil, oh, and yeah. it was just beautiful, and he introduced Electra with all that and, uh, and then wrote the storyline with rec- Electric getting killed. And he was a great, great comic book writer and artist. And, and The Dark Knight Returns was a return to form for, you know, it, it turned comic books on their ear. It was the oh. same year as V for Vend... No, um, The Watchman. Yes. The Watchman happened the, the Watchmen. same year as uh, uh, Dark Knight Returns. And, and so he was right on top of the best of comic books at the best of times. And mm-hmm. he's done some great stuff. And it's usually, you know, vigilante, crazy yes. justice. The Dark Knight Returns is probably one of my top three favorite comic series
1: of all time, or graphic novel series, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um. I I just thought that it took a character that was decades old and completely reinvented him, and I think way for the better.
0: Oh, definitely, you definitely. Know? And
1: and Daredevil I actually uh, got into much later on. Yeah. And uh, what he did with that character, which... I have to say, when I first started reading Daredevil, it wasn't a character I followed a lot because I frankly thought it was it was pretty lame.
0: Oh yeah, it was a lame character until Frank Miller yeah. got his hands on it. Right. Honestly, I mean, and that's what I saw, and I loved it. He also did the first uh, Wolverine series. Yes, the first Wolverine four part miniseries was a Frank Miller, and it was awesome. Fantastic. So I mean, I've worshipped this guy's comic book art for years, and oh, yeah. his storytelling is just awesome. But when 300 comes along, you got to wonder, is this guy some kind of a right wing nut? You know, is he like... You kind of get that sense. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I he do. Just, I do. Over and over Still. again.
1: It's <laughs> sort of like the same themes.
0: Well, and now I guess he's working on a, a Batman holy terror where Batman fights Al Qaeda.
1: And Osama bin Laden. Uh, yeah. I totally am gonna to buy that. This is well, so. This well, is so like a. Uh, so like Batman should. versus uh, <laughs> somebody should.
0: Not the Red Skull, but Batman or uh, Captain Skull. America versus Hitler. God rest his soul. Not and Hitler. Captain, but Captain, America Captain America bought it. Captain America did buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm shocked. You gotta wonder what Marvel Comics is thinking. Yeah. Money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they gave a shield to Stephen Colbert. Oh God, that was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> that, that shield's got to come down when Captain America comes back. But, yeah, I thought that was crazy. I, I don't know what to think.
1: I don't know either. I mean, Captain America is is like the last.
0: <laughs> because, I mean, essentially
1: he already died, you know, and he and he came back. But I think that they, in, in all fairness, he was like the last character I thought they would ever kill off. Because he's kind of necessary right now because he, he was never one of these that went with the government.
0: But the Civil War. I mean, that's the whole idea of the Civil yeah, War.
1: That's right. No, it's that's true. Tony Stark is really a douchebag in this one.
0: I'm starting to think so. (laughs) Actually,
1: I've always thought Tony Stark was kind of a douchebag when they did the whole alcoholic storyline. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. My name's Tony Stark and I'm an alcoholic. It's
0: like, who gives a shit? Have you seen the Iron Man animated film yet? Yes, I did. It was okay. (laughs) Liked it. Liked it. Liked it. (laughs) Sucker for anything that Marvel does. I am too. You know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like it. I've too. seen both the Avengers movies. I haven't seen the second one. I like the I like the Iron Man, and I like the original Avengers. So yep. yeah, they're they're bringing it up to a, a level where. Oh, I think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: I'm very pumped for the Transformers movie.
0: Oh, I'm there. I'm very much. No one there. but Michael Bay oh, yeah. could destroy the Transformers. Would <laughs> be awesome. It'd be well, the I mean, Island all over again, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Okay, never mind. I, I <laughs> no! forget I said that. All right, I'm just hoping. All right, thanks. That's uh... thank God for CGI. He doesn't have to direct much, right? <laughs> That's right. Let's not give him much to work with. I don't think Gina Davis will be. If you're in this an animator line. on Transformers, okay. don't let him direct much. <laughs> Animate the movie with the animated stop movie was very good. stop action.
1: Okay, so um, I guess we'd have to say. Um, Thumbs tank right, th- th- thumbs up for the three hundred. I give it a yeah. thumbs
0: up. It wasn't a life changing f- event, but it was a really great movie. A fun yeah. movie to if, watch. If you want to yeah. watch testosterone laden men slashing each other with swords and right. um, right. eight pack abs that you uh, couldn't dent with a but I, I think we have yeah.
2: we have to kind of admit that <laughs> that the Iranians might have a little a little case in, in that they they were portrayed poorly okay. in that. That's true. All of the Persians were deformed. They and were foreign. They were and deformed zombies. and slightly, more than
0: slightly effeminate. But I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't buy that either because um, the the Ephers were deformed. You know, some of those guys that that Spartan yeah. who became a. He was deformed, and he was a Spartan, supposedly. um, Well, that's because he wasn't thrown over the cliff. The traitor wasn't thrown off the cliff. He should have been thrown off. Yeah, and so the Spartans weren't portrayed in such a great light because they were throwing babies off cliffs that they didn't deem appropriate, so I mean, I don't think anyone got out of that really unscathed, and they were all rich and everything, and they did gloss over that the Spartans had slaves. They made it yeah, seem right. like only Persians had slaves, but what, what what ethnic what ethnic group hasn't Hollywood fucking you know totally torn totally apart? Totally disgraced. Yeah. yeah, disgraced. Well, I, name I, anyone, even Americans, and you're, I think, uh, you're there. I think but, certainly but, some Iranians are understanding that. I heard. I'm some, sorry. Some statements. 400 B.C. Iranians, though? I mean, this is 480 B.C. We're not talking about modern-day Iranians. Right,
2: right. But (laughs) I I did read some comments that were like, well, we realize this is fiction and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But because of today's context, though,
1: even though this came out years ago and obviously the the battle took place 2,500 years ago, in today's context, you have to kind of wonder if it doesn't
2: have certain war
1: propaganda elements. I mean, you can't completely No, I I
0: think it does because it's a war...
2: Film. the united states yeah. has i think now what two carrier groups sitting off the shores of iran yeah oh yeah just you know they're ready to expand practicing for a bombing run so it it, it is a little tense right now yeah and and, f- and
1: fighting off the partisan fishing expeditions that are going on here
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah not like the eight
2: prosecutors you fired no nothing like that <laughs> prosecutors they prosecute bad people We're bad people. We should get rid of them. That would make perfect sense. Hey, Kettle, the pot's on the phone. He says you're black.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So um, I just thought Xerxes was hot, you know? I don't know what's wrong with that.
1: Yeah, he was like an eight foot... You know, actually, what I kept thinking of was RuPaul. (laughs) You know,
0: you gotta work. <laughs> he was working it. Oh, this he one... was a cool character
1: <laughs> Yeah, he was.
0: The, the scene,
1: the scene in the temp of de, the tent of debauchery, though, was oh yeah, yeah kind of yeah. way out there. I was but... like, wow, Caligula would have blushed there. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah <laughs> And 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 kids watch for the goat
0: because we're not really yeah. sure what the goat was doing. I didn't or know. Why. I didn't know in 480 yeah. BC goats could play the guitar. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently, goats can play guitar, and yeah, wow, uh, this was really. Yeah, yeah, is this
2: supposed to be a mask or is, is
0: this historically this really a goat accurate? Guy? Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it's historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it was historically accurate to the graphic novel.
1: So, if you have seen 300, or you have some views on the Battle of Thermopylae,
2: <laughs> or if you have a time Wait, machine we're there. so we can go back and see what really happened, <laughs> and see,
1: um, please let us know at feedback at tankriot.com. Um, and toward that mailbag, that electronic mailbag, Victor has a letter. Any response to that said letter?
0: Yeah, we got a piece of mail that I wanted to respond to because uh, we, we had done a show, Oscar-worthy, about The Departed. And we got an email from Felicia after the Oscars saying, Tank Riot, I just had a chance to listen to your comments about uh, both movies just today, and this would be in regards to Infernal Affairs and The Departed. I've seen both Infernal Affairs first, and I saw the Academy Awards when it was aired. I totally agree with your comments about Infernal Affairs and The Departed. Infernal Affairs wipes The Departed off the floor. I heard your guesses. This is from November, right? Yeah, it was, it was somewhere around there about how you know that *Departed* will take a few Oscars but didn't think Scorsese would get Best Director. Surprise, surprise, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Picture. I don't know exactly what my point is, but I was pretty upset when they called Infernal Affairs a Japanese film. True. That was, that was pretty bad. It's nice to hear it's that Hong others Kong. have the same opinion about both films as I do, and I like the areas you focused on to compare both films. Keep it up. Felicia from Boston. Thank you very much, Felicia. We... We're very actually happy. At least I was that Scorsese finally got his Oscar, long overdue. Yeah, I don't think this was his, you know, best or most Oscar worthy film. I liked it a lot.
1: It's it's the best Scorsese in years. The tightest sure, Scorsese sure. in
0: years. But I think he should have won years ago. And I think it's this so much
2: looser than Infer- Infernal Affairs. Yeah, this yeah. is
0: his. This is his comeuppance, and, and I'm really glad that he won. So that was oh, absolutely awesome, awesome. And if you haven't seen it yet, Infernal Affairs is a better film.
2: <laughs> I, I would totally agree. Have to read, but yeah, it's better.
0: And it, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> they also took some of the best. I mean, the actors in The Departed were great—Mark Wahlberg and Alec Baldwin. Some people on YouTube have taken the best, uh, the best just mean lyrics that those guys got to say in that film yes. and thrown them together on little tiny clips. And so if you don't know what The Departed is about, you can get an idea from some of the dialogue is just the snappiest stuff ever. So really it, it's all there on YouTube and I, I've actually checked it out again just to hear about Mark Wahlberg's mother and Alec Baldwin's father. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Very so good. Thanks stuff. for writing uh, feedback at tankriot.com. If you have anything else to say to us and, We'll check out the soon. show
2: notes at tankriot.com. This is episode...
0: 32. 32.
2: And look for our
1: upcoming review of Grindhouse. Grindhouse.
0: Grindhouse. <laughs> A Quentin
1: Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> if you couldn't believe the scenes in the hills have eyes. Planet Terror.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just your basic love story. <laughs> That's right. The machine gun leg jack.
0: Yeah, I'm there. (laughs) Good.
2: Spartans!
1: Tonight we dine in hell!
2: Give them nothing, but take from them everything!